Hi, this is Grant Herbert. I'm just an ordinary guy with an outstanding wife and five amazing kids who is on his own journey of imperfection. Welcome to this week's episode of The People Builder. Are you expected to do some coaching in your leadership position and you're not quite sure what that is? You've got different ideas that you've heard about, but you're not really sure what it is that you're supposed to do. Well, stick with me because in this week's episode, I want to continue our conversation around coaching and mentoring others by helping you to understand what are the areas that you need to develop so that you can be a great coach. Hi, this is Grant Herbert, Emotional Intelligence Speaker and Trainer of the Year and Master Coach Trainer. And today, I want to help you to understand and develop fundamental coaching skills. I've been a coach professionally for many years. However, when I came into coaching, I found that I'd been doing it for years. I just didn't know that's what it was called. Now, last week, we talked about the power of coaching and we talked about what coaching is and what it isn't. And it's a word that's thrown around quite a lot. And over the next few weeks, I'm going to continue to unpack that for us. However, coaching in the context of a leader in the workplace is a little bit different to running your own practice. There are particular skills, which by the way, are not limited to the sphere of coaching that a leader can work on so that they can have a more effective coaching environment for them and for the people that they coach. So let me unpack them for you so that you know what to focus on. And over the coming weeks, we'll continue to develop some of these skills and go a little bit deeper. Mastering these skills is 90% of being a great coach. Number one is the ability to establish a coaching relationship. Coaching is all about mutual understanding and respect where two people, a coach and a coachee, come together in a relationship. It's something that has a beneficial aspect for both. It's an environment where there's trust, where there's rapport, where it's okay to speak in certain ways, where there is a framework, there are expectations. So the number one skill that you need as a leader, as a coach, is to be able to establish that relationship. Unfortunately, I've witnessed people just jumping in with the next skills that I'm going to take you through without getting this relationship established. So how do we establish relationships? We use our social skills. We use our social intelligence, particularly things like empathy. So 
being able to establish a relationship means that it's going to be more viable moving forward. It's not just something that you do, it's something that you're a part of. Next week, I'm going to go deeper and look at this vital area of coaching, establishing a coaching relationship. Number two is listen with curiosity. Listening is a skill that we all know we need to have as a leader. In fact, a leader of self, let alone a leader of other people. Yet, listening is one of those skills that's been watered down a little bit because everyone knows, yeah, I know I need to listen. However, there's a certain type of listening that you need to be an effective coach. We need to be able to actively listen. Listen with more than your ears. You need to be able to listen to what's being said and what's not being said. For me, this is the greatest skill that I have to be able to be the coach that I want to be. The ability in a well-established relationship to just listen more than I talk, to be able to understand and look through the lens that my coachee is looking through. So actively listening, listening below the surface, reflecting what we hear to make sure that it's accurate. This is a fundamental skill of being a great coach. Number three is ask powerful questions. Being able to understand what the other person is navigating in a particular moment could be guesswork, or we could take the greater road and ask. And being able to ask questions that don't just get an answer. Asking powerful questions as a coach opens the unconscious mind. It opens the possibility of what could happen. And when a question is phrased in a particular way, it goes beyond just, tell me this, yes or no. It creates an ongoing environment where you find out more and more about the underlying reasons for the presenting behavior, for the mindsets, what's going on. I find that asking powerful questions in the right moment is a great gift to give my coachee so that they consider what could be, they consider what is. And instead of them giving you what is the presenting issue right now, you can tap in to the gold that is going to let you make not just change now, but change in their life. The greatest gifts of a coach is to be able to facilitate a conversation where the person that they're coaching gets awareness, gets the answer. A great thing about being a coach is that's not something that you need to do. It's not about them asking you questions and you giving answers. It's about you asking questions and then helping them to find the answer. Number four is provide relevant feedback. We've all heard this term, constructive criticism. 
And for me, that's an oxymoron. So let's just throw that one back into the 20th century where it belongs. So we've shifted that to feedback. And if we are listening with curiosity and actively, then using reflection, we are having a conversation with powerful questions. As a coach, we need to be able to provide feedback of what we see and hear is coming up. And the reason I've put the word relevant there is we want to keep focused on the door that we've opened. So keeping the feedback relevant in terms of what you have witnessed in that coaching conversation means that we're going to be able to make an incremental change. We're going to be able to take that awareness and do something with it. I love to phrase what I'm saying with what I'm hearing here is this. What I've noticed is that there's a pattern of this. What I'm thinking right now is that you are operating here. What do you think about that? So being able to make sure that the feedback is relevant to right now, to what it is that we want to do, what we've agreed to do in that particular coaching conversation. Feedback that's done in a loving and constructive way opens so much opportunity for the person that you're coaching. If they see it for the first time in this new way, they can make changes that they've never been able to make before. Number five is to celebrate small wins. Being able to be the one that instigates the celebration of milestones. And when I say milestones, I'm not talking about this big grandiose change in the dichotomous world that we tend to live in, where we've either got it or we haven't got it. No, what we want to do is remember that coaching is a journey of incremental change, change in mindset, thinking, behavior. So we want to recognize with our coachee those moments. In a coaching conversation, there's many opportunities to give praise to someone that I'm coaching and praise them for the awareness that they've just been able to get for themselves in the coaching conversation. Yes, I'm the coach. I facilitated the conversation. I'm the one with the skills to be able to get you to where you want to go. But at the end of the day, the praise belongs to the person that I'm coaching. They are the ones that allowed themselves to go to that space. So celebrating a shift in mindset, celebrating a shift in belief, celebrating them actually starting to speak in the same language that you've been helping them to speak. So celebrating small wins ignites the pleasure circuits in the brain where the brain said, that felt good. Let's do that again. Unfortunately, a lot of people find it hard to celebrate anything that's not big because they live in a world of comparison, comparing to who they have been and who they want to be and comparing to other people in their world. So it takes a great coach sometimes to go, you know what, let's stop right now. Let's talk about what just happened. Let's celebrate what you just did for yourself. 
I like to start every coaching conversation by celebrating the wins that have happened from our last session up until now. And then looking at that and working out what did you do differently in your thinking, in your behavior to get that win so that we can take it forward and use it in future things that we're going to work on. Celebrating success is a big part of coaching and working with people to help them to develop where they want to develop. Number six is to hold the space. We've established a coaching relationship. We've established how we're going to do things. We've got a plan. I believe there are two key elements of coaching, support and accountability. Holding space means that as the coach, you are the leader. You are the one that holds them accountable in your coaching conversation and helps them to understand when their small voice is doing the talking. Now, let me just put that into context. Coaching's not about you, it's about them. I understand that. However, that's not a license to just let them run it. Otherwise, they don't need a coach. So when you recognize they are slipping into old thinking, that they are at effect and not cause, as the leader being the coach, it's your role to hold them to account. I remember years ago, my coach quoted something that he'd heard somewhere, and I can't remember where it is right now. If I let you off, I let you down. So holding space is all about giving that support, giving the accountability when it's needed, being their big voice until they create their own. So there you have six key fundamentals of coaching. You might have a different list. What I've found is these six areas continue to help me to bring great change to the people that I work with. Coaching is such a rewarding profession and being able to do that as a part of your leadership role means that you are going to be able to grow yourself as well as help the people that you're coaching as well. Many people that I speak to in leadership feel that coaching, that's out of their realm. It's something else I have to do. Let me tell you, it's something else that makes your role as a leader far less stressful. And you're going to help people to move through the roadblocks in their mind, in their thinking, in their behavior. Then all of you together collectively can collaborate and the team grows as each individual grows. Well, that's it from me for another week. Join me again next week when we continue this conversation around coaching and mentoring, where we tackle the first of those fundamental skills of establishing a coaching relationship. I'll see you then. Well, hey, did you like that? Did you get something out of that that you can use in your life right now? I really hope that you did. If you like this episode, why not share it on your social media and head over to my website, grantherbert.com, where you can register to join the conversation. So until next time, stay safe, enjoy being who it is that you were created to be, 
without worrying what others expect you to be. I'll see you then.